Another one in the wrong column. Welcome in, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the True Kings of Queen City podcast. We are coming to you live and previously recorded at the same damn time from the ad, as in the ad lib, because that is what we are totally doing with the first four games of the season. We are ad libbing a milk toast offense. And an injured defense. And it's just where the chips have fallen to the to end September and lead us into October. It is more of the same. It is just a rerun for the first four games of the season. It's just been a rerun again and again and again. And this is the worst start we could have had in my mind. This is my nightmare. But we are going to break it down, though, because we have been gone for a little bit, but we're back again in the lab, back in the podcast lab, mixing up another one for you. But let's break down what we missed in the past couple of weeks. We'll start off with our one of two primetime games, the Monday night extravaganza that we shared with the creepy quarterback in Cleveland, who ended up getting his lunch handed to him as well. But their game was a lot better. When we faced off against the Saints at home, Bryce Young's home debut. Well, you know how he did at this point. It was 2017 New Orleans. And unfortunately, since we have been gone so long, we won't break it down like we were going to originally. Just like we won't be breaking down the 37-27 performance that we put pulled off in Seattle. So we were fed crow twice since we had been gone, and I was just hoping that we could have taken down those dead gum bitch pigeons in the Emerald City. But it did not happen. We did not bird get down. Bird no, there was no bird. It was bird up, but we do not have that sound right now. But we'll get it because it looks like the birds have the cat's number right now. But we were looking to turn it around against the Vikings. I remember in a previous episode, me thinking that Adam Thielen was going to have a big game against his former team and come out with a win. Well, it turns out your boy was only half right on that one because at the recording of this podcast, we are continuing to lick our wounds with our fourth straight loss under Frank Reich. 21-13, the game goes to the Vikings. They finally get off the schneid. They are 1-3. We have fallen into the abyss at 0-4. I'm sorry that I dropped the lead on that one. But we will break this one down because it is the freshest wound that we have suffered. And if you are a Ride or Die Panther fan, I want to say thank you for being here with us. You know, it's just, you know, tough times and treacherous waters, but we're going to get through it. Just like the Vikings were able to cut through our defense and eviscerate us for a victory on the road. And I know my buddy uh, Simba Black is celebrating right now. He's probably plastered drinking Modelo's through a Viking horn. But shout out to him because he is the guy who has done the intro and the outro. And we will talk. We will shorten it up. I've gotten a lot of people's comments about that. But we will save that for the end. Let's break down the game. And I need a swig of this beer. Now, let's get into it. Let's go with the winning team, the Vikings. Kirk, Captain Kirk himself, old Kirk Chains, went 12 for 19. 139 yards passing, two touchdowns and two interceptions, including the Panthers' longest interception for a touchdown in history by Sam Franklin Jr. So if that's ever a trivia question and you got it from this podcast, just throw your boy five bucks, man. I'm not greedy. But you got the answer from us, that's for sure. 
Don't ever forget about your boy, Big Panda. He's always looking out for the fans. Believe it. What up, Big Panda? Yeah, what's going on? And uh, the Russian, uh, the leader was uh, Matt um, Madison. He um, had 17 carries, 97 yards. Not too bad at all. Justin Jefferson, who I thought we played a decent game against him, but you knew he was going to get his, and he definitely got his with six receptions, six, 85 yards, and two tutties. And I thought that they should have thrown a unsportsmanlike conduct when he told you know our DBs that he was too little. But it is what it is, man. He went and got his. I'm 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 not hating on him for that. I'm just hating that we we could not stop him. He was a problem. Ooh, excuse me. He was a problem all second half. It was not good. Uh-oh. Very ugly. Now let's go over to our side. What happened? What happened? Well, you know Bryce Young had to have done something. I know that he didn't play against Seattle. And he didn't look great against New Orleans until the last drive. So what did he do? Well, if you didn't watch the game and you just went straight to the podcast, let me give you the brass text. Bryce Young's stat line looks like this. 25 for 32, passing very efficient until you realize and look at the tape and realize that he was checking down a lot. But regardless, 29 for 32, 204 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And the one that they omitted on the stat line that I'm looking at, is the one fumble loss that was scooped for his touchdown. So, big boo-boo on big Bryce Young. Or did he blow? And uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know, he would have gotten my game ball if we'd have won because he was toting the rock pretty well. He only had four, uh, 41 yards on 14 carries, but he was very efficient when we needed him. To, when we needed a first down, when we needed a couple extra yards, he was getting it for us. And... um. He and Miles Sanders, they were a nice one-two punch for us. But, you know, good enough just isn't good enough in this league. And for four games, we have not been good enough. And Adam Thielen, he did have a game that I expected him to have on seven catches, 76 yards. He only did not get the touchdowns I was hoping for. But, you know, he was showing up. He was very fiery. It was very – it was a personal game. We all knew it was personal. And, unfortunately, we could not get the win for him. We're in October – 0-4, it's not the end of the world, but when you're in the worst division in football and you have no wins, ordinarily I'd say tank, but, you know, we can't afford to tank because that pick's not going to belong to us. It just is straight like that. That's as real as I can be. Stop the cap. No cap. No cap. No cap, man. It's not looking good. I would never say tank. That goes against our mantra. But it's not looking good. Like, it's not looking good at all. And I was very disappointed watching it, just like I'm sure you guys were very disappointed watching it, keeping up with it, listening to it. It's gut-wrenching. I feel like Bryce Young was overwhelmed at times, and he's being held back. And a lot of people think that that I was watching with. He's being held back, but at the same time, he's looking to be a quarterback. He shows flashes, continuously shows only flashes of what he can do in this league. The problem is he needs to do it a whole lot sooner. I've been echoing that sentiment, and I will continue to echo it. He's got to be able to break down the defense a little faster, and he's got to realize when it's not there, get the hell out of Dodge a little faster. And I know my boy Black Steve II would have my back. Well, ain't that right? Hey, my lawyer's handling it. Well, let him handle it then, but I'm, I'm putting it out there. It was pretty bad. And the second half is really where they came back and gave it to us. Oh, we fucked them. Oh, they sure did fuck us. It, it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. But furthermore, you know, the defense, I 
Listen, the secondary stepped up. Like I said, Sam Franklin, he did his thing. Longest, you know, pick six in, in franchise history. He did his thing, and I had been, you know, going on the back. The defense had given up 265 yards to the Vikings. I'm not too upset about that one. It was six yards per play, ultimately, when you look at the end of the game stats. That's a little too much. And we give up 14 first downs. I mean, that's killer. You know, you can't get the defense off. Byron Burns, yeah, Brian Burns had a, a slower game than what we're used to from him. But it wasn't bad. You know, they only give up two sacks. You know, we got to get more pressure on Kirk Cousins. He threw two picks, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, you know. And, you know, you took one to the house, but, you know, your quarterback gives him a, a scoop and score at the same time neutralizing the one play that we otherwise would normally not get. So I'm confused as well. I was really upset about the – hold on. Yeah, I was confused about the play calling is too conservative. It was also really disturbing to see how many Minnesota fans were in Charlotte. It was like Prince had come back and Purple Rain had reigned supreme at the vault. It was shameful. But I understand, Panther Nation. I understand we have to send a message to David Tepper saying that we will not tolerate such bullshit. And the only way to hurt him is hurting his pockets. And listen, if we're not going to pay him, guess what? Everyone we put, every fan base of whoever we play is going to pay. So that's not hurting him too bad. But the point that we got to make is, you know, it's going to look like Los Angeles if you keep it up. And, you know, that's not something that we don't take lightly. You know, Panthers fans love to show up. We love to be there for our teams. But you got to give us something to want to be there for. Because you were enamored with Bryce Young. And it is too way too soon to jump off the boat with the young man. I'm riding with him. But it is frustrating right now. He has shown us too little positives right now. And... It raises the question, is it time to bench him? I mean, clearly he is the worst rookie quarterback out of everyone in the first four games. Granted, he missed a game, but he has not. He has been less than impressive when you compare him to C.J. Stroud and when you compare him to Anthony Richardson. Even when you compare him to rookies that played like Aiden O'Connell, who we did cover on our draft special. Please check out days one, two, and three to check out anyone else. Uh, but, you know... It's it's sad. It's sad. It looks like every single organization knows exactly what they're doing except the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, and the Arizona Cardinals. We're aberrations compared to the rest of the league, and it's shameful. You deserve better than that. I deserve better than that. Keep pounding nation deserves better than what we are receiving. And no, we're not bet- blaming the players. I know it's a bit of a rant, but I'm on my I'm on my soapbox. It's your boy Big Panda. You already know. I got to let you know. What up, Big Panda? Amen. Amen. But, yo, I'm just, I had to let it go. I was going to explode with anger if I didn't. <laughs> Our board off is an ass. Man, come on, man. But, but wow. It's, just, it's tough, man. It is tough. I Yeah, he's taunting me, man, because um, I said it was going to be 27-24 um, Carolina over Minnesota. I didn't, wow. It was not even close to that for us. It's it's sad. I'm amazed we got 13 points out of it, and we just played terrible. And oh, we fucked them. They em. sure did. And they oh, sure. we fucked them. They sure did. 
But where do we go from here? Next week, obviously, we have Detroit. The schedule is not getting any easier at all. And, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. And I remember in another previous episode, I said we're going to lose to Detroit. I thought we'd win the preseason game and we would lose the regular season game. It's going to be a one, you know, 1 p.m. Uh, kickoff in Detroit. And then we go to Miami on the road as well before we come home to, to uh, host the Texans. And that will be the rookie Palooza. That'll be the first chance that CJ can prove that I was right. We should have taken him. But, you know, if it was split, we'd all be messed up right now. You know, that's how the saying goes. But oh, no, it's not that way. So what are the chances we go 0-3 in our next three games? They're very high, but that's the easy question. Let's ask the real question. What are the chances we can win two out of these three games? It's slim. It's very slim, and we have rumblings going around throughout the game that we are going to be in the market for a starting wide receiver. And really, really, now we need a starting wide receiver. Well, we had one in... And DJ Moore, but what'd you do? You just made him a throw-in for the first overall pick. Who blows? Yeah. Big whiff. Oh, and, well, maybe maybe we could have just had a, a running back. You know, we could have kept, well, you know, we let Devonte, Deontay Foreman also leave and go to the Bears. So there's another one for you. And even before then, we gave Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers to recruit some of the losses that we had by trading for Baker Mayfield. So there's... Strike three. There you go. So we have no one to blame but ourselves. And with that being said, what starting wide, what starting caliber, what RC one caliber player can you even get in this market? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing not a one. What are you going to trade for Cooper Cup and not see him play? No, you're not. That would be absolutely foolish. And if you did decide to do it, I would want that held in a court of law. I would appeal it to death. Because that is just malpractice. You don't run organizations like that unless you're Donald Sterling. And I'm starting to get Donald Sterling vibes from David Tepper. If David Tepper, if you hear this, you heard what I said. Put it on repeat. And we're ready. (laughs) I'm almost done with him already. Bye-bye. We're almost done with him already. It's sad, but too bad you can't fire owners. Too bad you can't. I would would just say – you know, NFL, please sell this team. To Shut somebody. up and take my money. Sell them to Musin Muhammad because whatever's doing is not working. Now, back to the question at hand. What are the chances that we can win two of these three games? Very slim. But Detroit is our most unlikely game to win. I'm not saying that we have a better chance of beating Miami. I think Miami have a better chance of stubbing their toe against us and, you know, looking past us. Detroit's the game. The, it, not not counting, you know, the Texans because the Texans are looking good. I think that'll be a dogfight uh, depending on which Bryce Young shows up. Detroit, that's our that's our best game. That's our best chance to get a win immediately, obviously, because it's the next game. Uh, we don't really match up with them well. Um, their offense is, uh, is tenacious. They just find ways. Jared Goff is a wizard out there at times. Our defense is just decimated with injuries in the secondary and linebacker, and now the front four is coming on. But still, that's one level of the defense. We do not match up. We match up less better. 
now than we did a week ago with Detroit. And that's scary because Miami is a juggernaut and they just got plastered 48 to 20 after putting a 70 burger up on Denver where they looked like the JV team. So can you imagine what Miami could put up on the Panthers? And I'm not trying to be pessimistic to my team, but let's be real. If they drop 70 on Denver, what do you think they could do to us? I mean, I mean, on their best day, they could probably drop 90. I'm not even joking. And if they drop 90 on our defense, I'd walk to Charlotte and I would say fire Frank Wright and I wouldn't leave till he was gone. It would be a hunger strike. Do y'all want to see a hunger strike from the Panda if we do something embarrassing like that? Please let me know on my Twitter form. I mean, you know, for, the app formerly known as Twitter. Please hit me up at A3BigPanda. And while I got you guys for a second, I would like to take a sh- make a shout out to all my boys at the United States of Australia podcast. Uh, we were checking out their live stream uh, quite a bit last uh, last evening. It's very very awesome. You know, our boy Robbie and um, Rob, Rob, Robbie the Mariner fan and the Aussie guy. You know, they're pretty funny. They were cracking me up and they were talking junk about my Panthers. So yeah, please absolutely check them out. The United States of Australia on their YouTube page or wherever you get your podcast and shout out to you guys. And I know my Panthers are putrid, but at the same time, next time I come on, maybe we can have at least a five minute discussion on it. But that being said, the Texans game, that one I have been circling ever since we drafted Bryce Young, because I, I, you know, my feelings, I'm, I'm Buckeye. I'm a Buckeye proud fan. I love the Buckeyes and I love CJ. Uh, he was wonderful. I thought it was a massive mistake, but, you know, David Tepper fell in love with the guy. He fell in love with Bryce Young from the moment he saw him. And to me, Bryce Young was a very good quarterback, but he was Taco Bell. Don't touch him because he's diarrhea. And it's not because of his skill set. He's a wonderful co- uh, pocket-passing quarterback. It's his size. And we've seen that in four games as our franchise quarterback that his size is not helping him. He cannot see over the line very well. Um and he stays in the pocket too long thinking that he can make a way, but it's over. Like, Harrison Smith got two sacks on today. Harrison Smith. Oh, and while I'm talking about Harrison Smith, I got something to say about Iki Aquanu. That was piss poor on the sack you allowed, his second sack. You couldn't block Harrison Smith coming off the edge. That is unacceptable. And, and your buddy, uh, Chandler Zalawa. He also has been getting his tail whipped. I know I gave him a great grade in the draft, but he has not lived up to the expectations. The entire offensive line was getting whipped against the Minnesota defense, which was so pathetic in the previous games. They could not cover a toddler with a blanket. But what they damn sure could cover our receivers. They couldn't cover Adam Thielen for a minute, so then they put triple coverage on him, and they was like, it's over. They're not throwing the ball anymore. That was the case in the second half. It was sad. Now the Texans, they have less talent. They basically look more like us than any other team in the AFC. But they're doing it right. They have D'Amico Ryan riding that ship. You know, he's a to me, he's a legend in the Houston area. I loved watching D'Amico Ryan when he played with the Texans. He was incredible. And he is riding the ship with those guys. Absolutely. You want to ride or die with them. And if you got any Texan stock, keep it. If you, do, if you can get some, please do it. Because they're going to be good in the next couple of years. But this season, I think they got our number. I do. I think they will beat us. It'll be a close game. 
It'll probably be one of those, you know, three-point games, one-point game. It'll come down to the final play. Now, that said, I think C.J. Stroud will be incredible, and I hope Bryce Young can match him. I think it will be comparable to think that Bryce Young will have 175 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That's fair. C.J., I think he might throw for 250 and throw two, two tutties and a pick. But the running game is going to have to be the difference, and we're going to have to get an extra turnover or two than we're expecting because I'm expecting zero. We need extra possessions because Houston is – they. I don't want to say they're a joke because they're no joke. They're much better than we are right now. But they're doing what we want to do. They're doing exactly what we're trying to do, except for some reason there's something in the way. Again, I don't know what it is. We have a really good coaching staff. It's got to be some issue we're not seeing. Skill issue. That's it's it's a skill issue. Maybe it's a coaching skill issue, but for some reason, I don't see where we're getting off to Schneid anytime soon. And you know, it's getting early. I mean, it's getting late early right now. It's getting late early already. It's October the first at the recording of this podcast, and it's getting late early. But this is going to be a short one for us now. But before we go, I would like to make a a toast, really. Yeah, let's get the beer. I would like to toast ev- to everyone who have been tuning into us all over the country and other parts of the world. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Michael and St- Black Steve and everyone else who's been a part of the show, we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for making the show as successful as it has been, being as supportive as you guys have been, all the downloads have been incredible. And shout out to Canada because we're we have had a lot of listens there in Montreal and Toronto. So thank you. Big shout out to Canada. They have been supporting us uh tremendously. So thank you very much. And I'm sorry that we left y'all on such a long hiatus, but the next episode will be much sooner. We'll be right right around the bend. But until then, take care guys and keep pounding. Nope, nope, that's the wrong one. I wrote head been training like my first name's Hobbin. Please like, subscribe, and then comment. And I don't know how the fuck you got here. But your tenure won't last. I'm fucking around with Tesla. Let that don't push this, you're gonna find out. I've been fighting my demons.